This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Eno Saris Show is sponsored by Fieldwork Brewing Company. With eight taproom locations in Northern California, Fieldwork brings you fresh craft beer direct from the source. Fieldwork will also ship beer direct to your door if you live in California. Visit fieldworkbrewing.com. Eno, I noticed uh, some things lately. It started to get a little chilly. I had to... uh... I had to tee off early yesterday, and the beanie cap came out. Uh, sweater is like, Jesus, you can see your breath. Uh, all right, well, the weather, it's fall, baby. Where Before we start talking baseball, where, where where do we start to change? Do we start getting a little, we get a little thicker with our beers? What are we doing here? You know, one thing that I think about when I think about winter is uh, oak for some reason, or, or like wood. I think about like fires, you know, burning wood. Yeah. Yeah. I think about fires. Oak. So, so I get into a lot of the Oak age stuff. So there's Oak age, uh, uh, stouts that you can have that have that kind of maybe some chocolate and caramel and some Oak aging to it. So some wood background to it. Uh, but, uh, also, uh, I helped a bunch of people win their leagues. So I got a bunch of beer sent to me from around the country uh this week and they happen to send me a lot of sours and so there i know that sours really turn some people off uh but uh there could be a really cool collaboration of sort of like fruit like berries and oak uh and tartness that uh when it's perfect when it's done really well i really like it so and and that could be a fall thing wait a minute so you help guys win their fantasy baseball leagues and then they send me beer and in return, you say, <laughs> I don't want your money. Send me beverages. Uh, I don't usually suggest it. Like sometimes they just they're like, what's your address? And, you know, maybe I shouldn't give that out. But uh, usually it's, you know, somebody that's been interacting with me on Twitter all year. And I can tell they're they're somebody that's uh, that's going to send me some good beer. <laughs> well, because let's face it, we're getting to I mean, it's like it's our, we're already starting to see it. Right. So you start start getting into part party mode, right? Like next, thing you know, you're going to start having parties. Oh yeah. All the holiday parties. Yeah, You're having buddies over for football games. Football, yeah. You got all this stuff going on and it's nice to be like, Oh, what would you like to drink? Yeah. I've got a, my beer fridge is really, really full right now. <laughs> yeah. You're a grown ass man. You've got a beer fridge. In your it's drive. not like a, it's not like a, a college, like little fridge. It's, I got yeah, a full sized beer fridge you're a grown man i respect that about you <laughs> honey i got do not put any meat do not put it that is a fridge for beer and beer only that's a grown only, man right there. only a little room in the freezer for like extra stuff down there some coffee and some some backup pizzas <laughs> you can have the freezer i can't put any beer in the freezer you can have the freezer I, I i love it i love it. all right our final four is here. It is an mm. interesting final four. Uh, let's start in our neck of the woods. 
I've been saying it all along. I just had this whole thing. Uh, eight, you got seven straight years in the ALCS. I mean, you got the Astros being mentioned with the Showtime Lakers, the Braves of the 90s, and Belichick and Brady and the Patriots. When you start getting to this many championship series, you've had a lot thrown at them. They've had scandals. They've had issues. COVID, the COVID year. It's like no matter what you throw at these. It's easier to be a dynasty in other sports. It's it's like literally easier to be a dynasty in other sports because, um, you know, I I saw this new research. It's really interesting that if you look at – at at the NBA, let's look at the NBA for example, and you say, uh, how often does the better team? And this is that's there's some subjectivity there, and you have to figure things out. But like you know, let's say, how often does the better team advance in the NBA? Eighty percent of the time, out of a out of a five game series or out of a seven game series in the playoffs, eighty percent of the time. In order to match that number in baseball, you'd have to have a best of seventy five game series. It's ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. But but I think that people within baseball and people that play it every day sort of have a sense of that. You know, it's, it, you know, I, I don't, I know that like there's different opinions on clutch and like, you know, oh, being built for the postseason or not. But, uh, you know, I think that most players realize you get into October and then anything can happen. And I think that's, that's another way of saying it's pretty random. And so it's, yeah, I think it's therefore you know, what? you know what I say to that? Yeah. Perform. Some people perform when it matters. Some people don't. That's when yeah. it, the thing that I have problem with the regular season, since I actually work the regular season, you know, for a lot of people that I noticed, and I, and I, and I, I've kind of had this thought that maybe a lot of the uh, analytics, you call them baseball nerds. I call them analytics guys. <laughs> uh, I think they need to go away when it comes to October and go sit in a room by themselves because I'm at the ballpark every day. I know what a mundane, routine, same old, same old sport. We play way too many games. It's based off money. It's the same thing day after day. I've been joking all day. Angels used 66 different players this year. A's, we had 24. You know what? Stop telling me how great you are in Kansas City in July. All right? This is taking players out of the mundane out of the routine you stay in the same hotels it's the same buses it's the same baseball we're the most routine now we're taking you out of your routine and now you got to perform by the way for the braves let's let's take the braves since they're not on tbs anymore no but we're not watching the braves out here we're working when the braves are playing at four o'clock now for the first time the country's watching you the bright lights are on you they didn't perform Dodgers didn't perform. We've had these 100-win teams, 700-win teams in the last two years. Only one team has moved on. So it's like, how really big are regular season? Really that is that really that great of an indicator for when it's prime time? You got to show up at your best. What you did in April and May and June is it really an indicator? I think it's random, man. I just I just tweeted today. There was a uh, a, a five-day uh, a segment in April in which Matt Olson, Freddie Freeman, Ronald Acuna, uh, and Mookie Betts all combined to have like a 500 OPS. It was a random five days in April, and they had a 500 OPS. Now in October, you know, now that they, 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 the same foursome does the same thing, now it's really meaningful, but we didn't sit there tearing our hair out in April being like, what's wrong with the, you know, these guys? 
So because it's uh, April. No one cares. They tell you they don't care. Because in April, saying, they all go tomorrow. See, Eno, you got to realize. They it's say just random, us, dude. It's just random. But they say it to us all the time. Tomorrow. Ah, it's tomorrow. We can play tomorrow. I'm 0 for 4. I got tomorrow. There is no tomorrow in the postseason. I, Every I, single play matters. This isn't Kansas City in July. Every I understand that. I understand play that. Uh, I, I just don't. I just think it's random. I just think it's random. So what's I think random the, about the Astros? Uh, I think that they're really good, uh, and they've gotten in a lot. And one time they cheated. <laughs> I mean, if if you take the cheating one away, and and I'm not saying they should vacate that. I'm not saying that at all. But let's say there's enough people who do say that, and let's just yeah. take that one away. Then there's very little difference between them and the Dodgers. <laughs> they uh, both get to the place the postseason all the time. They have both have a championship. You know, it's like, is it, is it, is it better for the Astros that it happened first? And now they've had all these years since. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like I mean, 2017, the Dodgers, it's like Dodgers eh. were listed by some people as being a science stealing team. So like, I don't even know who was cheating back then. Yeah, I'm not that's saying it. take it away. Uh, and I, and I don't want to take away anything for the Astros. I think they prepare really well. I think they develop really well. They scout really well. They do everything really well. So, you know, that it doesn't surprise me, but this is what I'm saying. It's so hard to be a dynasty in, in baseball that I think the Astros are a dynasty and they have what two titles in five years or something, you know, and then think about dynasties in basketball where you have guys like, you know, Jordan winning like three in a row. And like you have you have guys just like winning back to back titles and winning five out of six or whatever it is, you know, so it's like it's a lot harder in baseball. So I and I also grew up in Atlanta. So like if you get to the postseason a lot and you get a championship, I consider that I don't know. If that's a dynasty, maybe you need two or three, but like, you know, it's really hard to have a dynasty in baseball. Well, I got to tell you this matchup between the Astros and the Rangers. I mean, look at both managers. They've won a ton. Um, these two teams, they, they don't like each other and the state of Texas. I think it's going to be great. I mean, it's yeah, be right. talk about this matchup. Cause it's a matchup that we know really well. I mean, Rangers Astros, I mean, uh, you look at that Rangers lineup. I mean, that thing is just ferocious. I mean, Evan Carter, we saw him, you know, he didn't make his debut against us. It's like he made his debut, I think, the series before us. So, I, you know, preparing for it, I got to see him early. He looks like he's 120 pounds and can't play. This kid rakes. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got a really good eye. Rakes. I mean, you the know. whole lineup rakes, and they're pitching when we thought their pitching wouldn't be able to do anything. Yeah, you know, the what there is one thing that I was thinking about, you know, when you were talking about, you know, July and and, and we don't care about July and, and this is a different time. One thing that does make it hard, and, and even when I'm saying like, oh, the better team advances 80% of the time, one thing that is actually pretty hard, I've been doing a lot of predictions and I have to do these predictions for the athletic for you know yeah. each series and stuff. It's actually hard to know how good a team is right now. And and you can use season stats, but you can't really use season-long stats because it doesn't matter really what you know, I, I, I'm not thinking of the fifth starter. Like, you know, it doesn't really matter what your eighth reliever, how good your eighth reliever was. It does matter during the season. That guy might buy you a couple wins, you know, yeah. because he keeps you in a game or whatever this. They might close some games. 
yeah, like your best prospect that came up and played, you know, for a little bit and then went back down and is not on your playoff roster. You know, that guy was really important, but he's not important now. He's not on this playoff roster. It doesn't matter anymore. Like your best five players in AAA that did play, you know, at, at different times and were helpful for you winning games. They're not on the roster anymore. They don't they don't matter. Even your fifth starter doesn't even matter. So you know, like there's a, it is harder to figure out who's actually better. And this is relevant. And then, because- by the way, everything you just said just goes back to my point of being the Kings of the regular season. You talk about the randomness. Mm-hmm. We're talking about random angels players played a factor in both the Astros and the Rangers their and records. Mar- Mariner seasons, right? Them being bad. We yes, played a, he played a big part in their say it's, there's so much randomness, but as you said, you know, so, it's like now it's the best. It's this is the best you got that you're bringing. Yeah, through. right. So there is something to that because you really do want to compare. You know, who's actually playing to who's actually playing. That's difficult in the series. What, what you have is this lineup. This this Rangers lineup, the way it is now, is the best it's been all season. They didn't have Evan Carter all year. Then now they have him. They didn't have a, a, a healthy Josh Young. You know, now they do. You know, so they they're healthy. They're all together. They're all uh, playing really well. So this lineup, I will take the Rangers lineup over the Astros lineup. I think the Astros line is pretty good. Jordan Alvarez might be the best hitter in baseball, but you know, in terms of full lineup, I'm taking the Rangers lineup. Then on pitching side, it would be really easy if you look at the regular season numbers to say, okay, well, I'm taking the Astros because the the Rangers bullpen was like the worst in baseball for the like the last five, you know, the last month or whatever. Awful. <laughs> but they were playing some people that they're not playing anymore. They got it down to like three relievers they trust. Trust. It's like Hector. It, it, what is it? It's um. Uh, Jose Leclerc, Aroldis Chapman, and I don't even know. I can't even think of the third guy right now. But you know, they they only they only really trust three guys back there. Spores, it's spores, and so they really trust three guys, and they've they've given almost all their innings to those three guys and their starters. Now you hear Max Scherzer is is in the series, um, and while I still give the Houston Astros uh, the edge on pitching. It's tighter than I think you might have said, you know, if you look at full season numbers, the, the, the Rangers are doing the nationals thing. They were like, we have eight pitchers. We trust only eight pitchers. And we're just going to pitch our eight pitchers every time we can win. And that's all we've got. <laughs> I started the show with intensity because Ray, who's filling in today for Cody is a trained fighter mixed martial arts (laughs) and we talked about intensity and imposing your will on an opponent Uh and there's something about intensity and i brought up warriors i brought the niner game and i brought if you look at the intensity that the teams the four that we have left that they have played with Mm. that you did not see from the rays the rays have gone Mm. two straight postseasons they're duds 33 straight innings at one point they didn't score a run the blue jays are just nothing in the postseason They've been terrible, right? Dodgers, Braves, they didn't match the the intensity that the Phillies bring at you is unbelievable. I mean, look at fans. Fans help too. Yeah, you can talk about you can talk about the home runs of the Rays, but the Rays bring intensity. There's just base running and defense, and they're on you and constantly on you. And that's something that I think once again you can't measure, you know, you're not going to have that for a full season of six months playing every single day. But how do you kick that up in the postseason? But in the yeah. postseason, the certain teams that get it now we're talking about the, my God, Sisson's bank park is, 
is now statistically the greatest home field advantage we've ever seen in Major League Baseball history, minimum of 20 games. There's something about intensity. You can't say that these four teams that we've got left, that they haven't brought it. Right, right. But answer me this as a player, because, you know, when you're playing uh, basketball I, I, in football, I yeah. think there's almost zero uh, negativity towards being more intense. Like if you're uh, like you're in terms of like you're tight and, and, and energetic and, and angry or whatever, like I would see that like I, I, the only thing that I could think is like maybe a quarterback, you know, wanting to place that ball perfectly if he's like too tight. You know, maybe that's, that's not, not good. good. Yeah, that's but not almost good. every other player, like if they run faster, they have more energy and they're more intense. It's probably good. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. basketball, I think, you know, jump shot is a little bit of a finicky thing, but I still think intensity in those sports is more positive than negative in baseball as a player. Do you think that like ramping up the intensity all the time is a benefit to your mechanics, to your ability to play baseball? Like as a pitcher, when you, when you were really at your most ramped, did you lose command? Did you like, no. were there negative, were there there's negative just, aspects to it? There's a difference between out of control uh -huh. and total focus and adrenaline, right? Mm. Out of control. Yes. You can be, you can be the most intense football player, but if you don't know your assignments and you're not reading the thing, you're right. Worth it, you could still right? get in trouble there too. Yeah. It's still being in the moment, but man, this is once again, this isn't July in Kansas City, right? Mm. That the greatest example for me in the postseason is Vladimir Guerrero Jr. getting picked off by Sonny Gray on a three-two pitch when he's not even the lead runner. That doesn't happen July in Kansas City. That happens in the postseason. And That's he crazy. needs to match the intensity of the defense. That's to the baseball that coming, IQ. You know? That's the magnitude of the moment. And to me, that just shows Vladimir Guerrero out of shape, low baseball IQ. That was some of well, the dumbest plays you'll see. But yeah, even Bo uh, running through a stop sign at, at third base, there was some weird uh, stuff on the base yeah. pass there. Matt Chapman and, doesn't hit again. There's a shocker in the postseason. But, but, but again, like you're still like some of those th problems could have come from intensity. Maybe Vlad was leaning because he really wanted to score and he really wanted to like have that extra step in case there was and a ball. Can't in match play. the other teams because the other team had it because Carlos Correa is a high IQ intense player in the postseason. Right. It's mm -hmm. like there's something about these teams that when you're playing the Phillies, they're on you. Mm -hmm. Phillies right now are on two straight postseasons. They're on you. There's something about these guys that they match the moment with their play on the road at home. You well, don't want to play them. And the Astros the reasons, have done it for years. One of the reasons I was asking about, about you and, and about pitching and, and, and command in particular is, you know, I grew up watching Smoltz and Avery and Glavin. And yeah. uh, I had Smoltz on my podcast one time. And I said, you know, in the postseason as a kid, I was like, I was a Smoltz guy. <laughs> and he was, and I was like, let me tell you why I thought you were the one I wanted in the postseason. I said, Glavin depended on the, on the umpire. He needed to have command where he could stretch, stretch, stretch that zone. You know, and if he did, if the umpire wasn't going to give it that, then he was, you know, it was a little bit harder for him. And Maddox, even with his great command in the postseason, almost everybody gets an adrenaline bump when it comes to velo, right? But when Maddox didn't always have the same amount of command, given that he was now throwing with an extra mile an hour, like he wasn't, he wasn't necessarily that type of pitcher. So the extra mile an hour didn't always help him. He wasn't the most amazing postseason pitcher, you know, but Smoltz 
was fire and brimstone, you know, normally. And then Historic. he got an extra mile an hour in the postseason, and he was like, "Oh, I love this," you know, like, "Yeah, let's let's throw with the extra gas." And so I just thought his game was ready for it. Now, baseball has trended towards Smoltz and away from Maddox. I think we're we've got more Smoltzes in the world. It's so funny because he's so mad about where baseball is right now. But it's like in terms of pitching, there we're a lot more like him, you know, like elevated four seams, sliders, power, velo, strikeouts. That was Smoltz. Uh, but any case, I would say that like there are some pitchers where that extra velo may not be good, and so that extra intensity may not be good. So I don't, I, 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 it just thought I was a thought I had that that in baseball in particular, yes, focus is great, and like, and yes, bringing it up a notch is great, but like, there's some level of intensity that's too far. And you, said I would you agree with that. Yeah, out you're of, out, out of control. control. Yeah. But there's something that you feel. It's like, why do certain golfers, they rise to the occasion in the majors? They mm-hmm. rise, like, like they, they looked forward. They love the idea of walking on the grounds at Augusta. They love the U.S. Open. Like, this is, they're not out of control. I'm not saying you're being out of control, but there's right. the intensity of, like, I've trained for this. I've lived my whole life for this. This is what it's all about. And then you got the guys who just flay away, and they hit a buck 43, and we make excuses for why they failed. You don't match the moment, man. Like Ronald Acuna Jr. is incredible. He is a match the moment guy, dude. You don't think so? What has Ronald Acuna Jr. ever done in the postseason? I guess he wasn't there for that uh, for that World Series. Right? No, they had the bad knee. I, it's it's tough to talk about failure. I rather talk actually about success with these guys because mm-hmm. you know Diamondbacks. We always say Tori Lovello said on this show and a while Corbin ago. Corbin Carroll, the guy that you're describing, by the way. The what? Corbin Carroll is that guy you're describing. Oh, totally. He is a rise uh, to the moment. That's something love, I saw during the regular season, even. He's he's very intense. Tori Lavella got written down here on the back of this. Love, trust, commitment, and effort. That's what they believe in Arizona. Now they're mm-hmm. tied for the most home runs. They're stealing bases. Their bullpen's been great. They got started. But there's something about these guys. There's sometimes things about groups of humans that connect and come together. The D-backs got that. This is, it's a mojo series, right? Great mojo for the Phillies, great mojo for the D-backs. This is interesting. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, the, I think the D-backs are doing a slimming uh, thing like the Rangers where they're better when they slim down. Uh, they didn't have a great bullpen, but when they slim down to three or four, it's a lot better. So I think that's something that's going on. But I did talk to Corbin Carroll during the season about um, togetherness and, and that camaraderie. And, um, what's interesting is that uh, it comes with effort. Uh, there is an effort associated with it, and he was putting that effort in. So he was talking about taking all the young guys out to dinner uh, when they were on the road. Yeah. You know, uh, he had more money than them. You know, he signed a bigger contract, but uh, he was in the position as a young leader of the team to, you know, create that camaraderie. And he said that 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 is a little bit of a bond that we can you know, sort of foster and we can be intentional about it and think about it. And in that bond, you know, binds us together more than anything that's just happening on the field. So this is something that Corbin Carroll thinks about. Like he, he thinks about how, uh, you know, if I talk hitting with this young guy that just came up, you know, he may be back in the minor leagues again, but he's going to remember forever that I had an open door for him and that, you know, Corbin Carroll, like the star of the team, uh, just talked hitting with me for a half hour, you know, for no reason, you know, just, just because he, 
cares about me, you know? And then he took me out to dinner. And, you know, even his guy that got traded, uh, Dominic Canzone got traded to Seattle, even when it wasn't necessarily in his best interest, he put Dominic Canzone up in his parents' house in Seattle. So he's just this kind of guy that like cares about people around him. He's the kind of guy who remembers the names of your kids. You only met him once, you know, that's what people tell me. So leader, he's a leader. Yeah. Yeah. And so that intensity just rubs off. And I think, you know, uh, you know, it's good that they have certain role players. I think fam and Longoria are like kind of important older role players that have seen uh, a lot of these things, uh, you know, and, and are the glue on that team. And Longo has been having a great postseason. Um, but also, uh, you know, you need that star and, and he is that star for them. I, I don't, I, we don't have time today. We'll, we'll have to do this in the off season. I, I have to start calling out and showing people how absurd our game is. I did that earlier, the whole thing with Arcia and then Alana Rizzo goes off on high heat. This whole thing of this sacred place of the clubhouse going, um, they don't own the clubhouse. The clubhouse is owned by the taxpayers and the teams and they're allowed the in the clubhouse. Yeah. They're allowed to dress. They're allowed to train. I gave them the example. Oh, you're a player. You think you own the clubhouse? Go bust up the toilet. Go bust up the sink. Go ruin. By the way, they're going to throw your ass on the way yeah. out. Uh, another thing that I like, I want to just show people out how it's just people in create people in baseball are crazy. Right? Could you just said Corbin Carroll took these guys out. He signed the big contract. Yeah, because these guys making $750,000 a year can't afford a meal. Some of the things that go on in our game are just nuts that need to be called out. But um, I did I did have a player who was on a minimum contract here uh, be like, yeah, it is weird. You know, uh, you're like your your reference state of reference just goes out the door. Like, I feel poor. And, and I was like, and, and I was like, I'm a writer, dude. And he was like, yes. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. But still, I feel poor in here. <laughs> hey, 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 how tall are you? Six, two. You're six, two. The average starting pitcher is around uh, six, one, I think. Corbin Carroll is like, how short? He is. And I pointed that out to him. I said, you're, you're the shortest. You're, you're, there's like three guys shorter than six foot who have put up, who've hit a ball 113 this year. You say a Suzuki and a couple other guys. And he said, he said, he, he doesn't do anything special. He does use a lighter bat, you know, but yeah, he's a smaller guy. That's what I'm saying. When you're in it, because Corbin, Corbin Carroll, this postseason's hitting 412, yeah, 1,389 OPS, two dingers, Four RBIs, six runs, two stolen bases. I think he's just so fun to watch because he's so ah. whippy. He's whippy and fast, and he just, he just, he's so intense. It's, I, I think he's one of my favorite young players. Yeah. Well, speaking of young players, yeah, I, I saw this note. This is the highest minimum. There had to be 75 plate appearances, but guys being in the playoffs for the first time. So you're a rookie in the postseason. This is the highest OPS ever for rookies in the postseason. Guys playing their first year. Wow. The young guys, and some of them are veteran I guys. Some of these, I think some of these rules are 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 pro young players. You're thinking about, you know, what did they do? They made it uh, a more athletic game, right? So, you know, there's that. I also, when I think when I hear that, I think of I think player development has gotten better, and so players enter the leagues, the big leagues now, more ready to go. There's some evidence of that. You can look at aging curves. You used to go, players used to get better and then get worse. And now we see more of uh, players enter in a plateau and then go down. And so that's this sort of a, some, a little bit of a, a evidence maybe that, that we're preparing players better for the big leagues. It is really hard. I mean, because 
Paul Hemikides from ESPN was on before you. He talked about in the 100, 120 years of baseball, the team with the better record wins only 54% of the time. That's the randomness I'm talking about, dude. <laughs> Why? Well, it's just, it's either that's random. Baseball is the most random sport. Or, but you have to be honest. You look at it two ways. There's two sides of the street. You mm-hmm. can call it randomness, or you could say regular season records are overrated. They don't translate. Uh, I mean, there's, I'd probably there's a little bit of truth in both, uh, but I would say it's mostly. It's like you've already said, I'm slim, and I and I, I'm gonna quote you on this. I love the we're slimming down. We're uh, using less of our worst players, and we're right. now only using our better players. So what's ran? Why would it be random that we're now not using Joe Schmo that was in AAA? And we, how many Joe Schmoes and Triple A? No offense to Joe Schmo and Triple A, right, you're still right, a great right. player. We're we're slimming down to our very best. Like, What's random about our very best playing the other team's the, very best? The Melvin A's like that did well in the regular season and maybe didn't so didn't suit so well in the postseason. Our they very often, best slim down wasn't as good, right? And they often did so well because their bench was good, and they, he yeah. he was able to platoon and move those guys in. You know, they had a good a good sort of twenty six, right? But in the playoffs, you know, how many do you actually use? It's probably something like 18 or 19. So there's that big difference there. Seven. Well, how players. about this with the Dodgers? One of the reasons why the Dodgers, I remember, God, somebody explained this to me, but they said, you're 40 man roster. You got to have a 40 man. The Dodgers, 40 the man. Roster. Do the, the, the Rays do this. The Dodgers do this. The 40 they're, they're man young guys that come up so are pretty strong. Good. Yeah. But then I go back to what you said. We're now slimming down and that doesn't matter. So right. the slim down version. So we all went keto or whatever, and we slimmed down. <laughs> and our slim down version is better than your 40 man, which the 40 man plays in 162, and it has no relevance in the postseason. Yeah. I mean, the answer is you got to build both. I mean, you got to try and build a team that can win in the regular season because you got to get to the postseason, and you got to also build a team that can win in the postseason. All right. Uh, it's very tough. Who do you like? I picked the Phillies to win it all uh, before Ooh. the before the postseason started, and uh, I'm sticking with that. Um, I, I picked the the Rangers of the Astros. I just I, I kind of get this, uh, like I said, because I think this is a little bit random. I, I, I don't always look fully in the numbers when I make these picks. So for me, I get this kind of feeling that we might get like this Willis Reed moment from Max Scherzer. <laughs> You wow! Know, he, he like sort of comes off the mat and like you know yeah. throws throws five scoreless or whatever, and yeah. you know he does it in Texas and everyone's screaming and you know I just I, you know something like that uh, could be a, a way to beat the Astros. You got Rangers, Phillies, Phillies winning. Yeah. The Willis. By the way, folks, if you're young, Google Willis Reed, New York Nick. You can you can figure that out. I mean, I could have used Kirk Gibson. You know. True, true. I like the Willis Reed. That's a fan. Um, All right, so Phillies Rangers could see it both. Um, I'll just say this: you pick from the start the Phillies to win it. Yeah. I'm figuring you, knowing you, looked at how these guys performed last year in the postseason. how you not think so they're going to, per- not so much. No. So them winning. I'll tell last- you what I looked at. All I right. Looked at, I looked at three things. One, I think they had the best bullpen in the playoffs. Okay. Uh, yeah. They got five got- guys with play with closing experience. Yeah. And like they all throw 98, you know, so okay. a lot of velo. Uh, I like that. 
All right. uh, they used to have a little bit of a defensive problem, but over the course of the season, I think they fixed that. Johan Rojas came up, you know, uh, I, I think that this is actually a decent defensive team that has options. They can put Kyle Schwarber DH, you know, so I think they figured out one of their flaws. And then two, they just got a great offense and they always have. And that that is true last year. That's true during their run last year. That's it's, it's just a great offense. So, so great offense, great bullpen, and the defense got short up. That's That's what I saw. So pitch, hit, play D. None yeah. of that sounds random to me. Yeah. And that's the team you picked. There's some slimming down too, like Aaron Nola and, and Zach Wheeler are a great one two punch. They can they can go up there with anybody. I love the slimming down call. That 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 mm. is that 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 is a great call. All right. We will talk to you next week. We will be knee deep already in the uh, ALCS. And NLCS. I like that it's a seven game series. We're going to have, a, it's a little bit closer to the regular season. Like there's going to be people who are tired. They're going to have to use people on back-to-back nights. They're going to have to make decisions they don't want to make, you know, like this is going to be some of that. Bochi can barely walk and he's going to wheel Max Scherzer out <laughs> in a wheelchair. Scherzer's going to get to the line and he's going to get, get up through. the place is going to go nuts. <laughs> Somehow get through five scoreless with a 92 mile an hour fastball. Yeah. Yeah. So they got to go get the wheelchair, wheel him back in every single time. And Scherzer's the start. Hey, how about, you know, it'd be great. What would really be great just because we know the inside a game. Cause we haven't had any, we haven't had any games that are winner take all here. I know, but that's the win the worst part of this postseason. I think. How about how about a game seven Scherzer Ver- Verlander? <laughs> yeah, right. Wouldn't 100%. that be awesome? Yeah. Just and as much as they say that, like, oh yeah, all that stuff from back in the days, water in the bridge. No man, they will want to eat like tear each other's head, heads off, dude. They, they'll they, like screw ninety two. Scherzer will just pitch right through a torn shoulder and and find a way to throw ninety six that day. <laughs> it's very tough because they're both very similar. They're both mm-hmm. that alpha. They they're the alpha male, mm-hmm. and it's tough to have that many guys on your team. That's why when you talk about roster construction, mm-hmm. you may Leadership love names, and- you may love names, and you may love all this stuff. But as teammates, it doesn't work because they're the same guy who wants it. it just it just and the personalities they just don't mix. Yeah, and who knows personally what has happened? It would have happened in Detroit. Which was a long time ago, but something happened where these these dudes don't like each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it's that would be fascinating. These dudes don't like each other on teams that don't like each other. Like, are we gonna get a dust up? Like, should we should we call a a, a dust up right now? Some sort of bench clearing brawl? Dusty against Bochi. They can both <laughs> barely move. Please don't. <laughs> hey, hey, next year, you know what we should do? We should do at field work. We should do our the A's. We have we can't compete for money, obviously, uh-huh. but we have a A's fantasy league. We should do the draft at field work. That's and right. You, and you and I do the team together. Yeah, I like it. And then we can go up against all these so-called A's smarty smartisans. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right, we'll talk to you next weekend. So it starts Sunday, Sunday, Monday. We'll talk to you next week. All right. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.